You're listening to the Everyday Style School podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Mackey Mary, and I've been dressing real women just like you for over 20 years. Now I'm on a mission to help women all around the world create easy, effortless style without confusion and overwhelm. If you're ready to create a wardrobe you love and feel confident every day so you can live the life you want, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome back to the Everyday Style School podcast and happy new year. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season and that you have had your fill of cookies and cocktails. I know I certainly have. And I hope that you are ready to kick off 2023 in style. Because it's the first episode of the new year, it's really tempting to do a style resolutions episode. But can we just quit this whole resolution thing? Enough already. Enough. I know resolutions don't last, you know resolutions don't last, but it feels like something we just have to do, right? Like the year can't officially start unless you break open a brand new pretty journal and pull out a shiny new pretty pen and write five sentences that will keep you going for a whopping 19 days. Yes, that is what I read. 19 days is the length that people usually stick to their resolutions. So I know that if I write, I'm going to wear proper pants every single day in my pretty journal, the very first blizzardy day that I don't have to go anywhere, that resolution is getting broken quick. And it'll probably, since I live where I do, be less than 19 days. So I just, I feel like resolutions are unsustainable good ideas. But that's just me. If you are a resolutions person and they work for you, great. Keep on keeping on. They're just not my jam. On the other hand, I love goal setting. I'm kind of obsessed with it, actually. I get really granular and I break my yearly goals down into quarterly goals and I define the key activities I have to do to get them done. And of course, I only set SMART goals, you know, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-based goals, which in the context of style is a little bit more analytical than I want to be about getting dressed. You know, saying that I'm going to increase my accessory use by 14% in the third quarter kind of kills that whole have fun with style thing that I'm trying to communicate. So resolutions don't last and traditional goal setting sucks the fun out of style. So what's left? Well, obviously, if you're listening to this episode, you know, a bucket list. This year, I decided to put together a list of tasks and activities that I can do that would help me move my style forward. And today I'm sharing that list with you. What I love about the idea of a bucket list instead of resolutions or long-term goals is that first, these are additive things, not subtractive. They're positive activities and items that I'm adding to my life instead of just focusing on stopping bad habits, which is a lot of what like goals and resolutions are all about. If I do one of these things, it's a win. If I don't, I'm not going to beat myself up about it. It feels kinder, gentler, and more fun. And that's kind of what I want to go into 2023 with that kind of energy. The other thing I like about a bucket list is that these are all one-offs. I can look at the list, decide to get one done, and cross it off. There are some things on the list that are a little bit more time-consuming or may require more planning or research, but none of them are months-long activities. Finally, I love that rather than focusing on like the same three or four resolutions all year long, I got to put as many as I wanted on the list and I got to touch on a bunch of other style areas, not just wardrobe. 
it feels like a holistic 360 degree approach to moving my style forward. A bucket list to me feels like a fun activity instead of a year long slog. So I'm trying it this year. Before we get into my list, I want to remind you that the Winter Capsule Guide is still available and there is plenty of winter left to put together a super stylish wardrobe that will get you dressed for every single thing on your calendar. And speaking of calendars, don't forget that we are now including a monthly outfit calendar showing you exactly what to wear every single day of the month. We literally cannot make getting dressed any easier. And I want to share with you what some of our members have said about the guide and the calendar. First of all, MK said, thank you so much for the calendar. It's getting me out of my default of leggings and sweatshirt combo. Amen. Love to hear it. Kendall said, thank you so much. I live by the outfit calendar. Love that. And I think my favorite capsule comment maybe of all time, is Jessica who said, I am now well known at work for my fashion sense, which is hilarious because I don't have any. I just follow the guide. I love that so much. So if you want style to be easy all season long and you want to be a fashion expert, even if you don't have any fashion sense, head to our website or the show notes and grab your copy of the Winter Capsule Wardrobe Guide. Okay, let's get to my list. Again, these are one-off tasks or activities that I think will have an impact on my style in 2023. They're not all clothing related, but that's okay because style goes beyond just what we wear. They are in no particular order, and I plan on doing my last episode of 2023 reflecting on the bucket list and how I did, which will provide even more accountability. So that should be fun. Make sure you're following along all year. Maybe I'll give you some updates. I put 12 things on my list with the idea that I could do one a month. We'll see how that goes. That might be a little ambitious. Again, at the end of 2023, we're going to wrap it up and see how it went. Okay, number one is get a bra fitting. Guys, my style sisters, I have a confession. It has been a minute since I had a bra fitting. And by a minute, I mean a couple of years. And I, I can just, I know what you're saying. I can hear you. Jen, you are a hypocrite. You preach getting a bra fitting every single year. And here you are telling us you're overdue for your own. I know, I know, I know. But officer, I can explain. Here's what happened. In early March of 2020, I had a fitting and my size hadn't changed, but I stocked up on bras. Like I bought nine or 10 new ones because there was a crazy sale on the bra that I love most. So I I really stocked up. Then we all know what happened in March of 2020, and I kind of lived in sports bras and comfortable bralettes for the better part of 18 months. When it came time to put myself back together again and put on proper bras, I had all these brand new bras that, that still fit, so I just wore those. Even with rotating them and retiring them when they got stretched out, my bra stash lasted. Now, though, it is time to replace and upgrade my bras, so I might as well get a bra fitting. Yes, almost two years overdue. I know, I know. In my defense, though, in my defense, since my breast reduction when I was 20, my cup size hasn't changed. It didn't change. It doesn't change with weight loss or weight gain. It didn't even change with pregnancy or the postpartum phase. For me, depending on my weight, I just move through the sister sizes depending on what band is comfortable. When I'm at my quote unquote normal weight, I am a 38C. When I'm at my thinnest, I wear a 36D. When I'm at my heaviest, it's a 40B. 
The cup volume is the same. It's just what band is comfortable. And it's pretty easy to tell if I'm wearing the right band or not. But I believe in practicing what I preach. So when I head out for new bras, I'll get a quick size check. You never know. Maybe something's changed for the first time in over 25 years. Anything is possible. By the way, if this is the first you're hearing about the importance of bra fittings, we've got a couple of episodes on the topic that you should really check out. Both are linked in the show notes for this episode on our website. Okay, bucket list activity number two, solve my shoe storage issue. Oh, friends, I need help with this one. I need so much help with this one. My current shoe storage situation can best be described as a pile in my closet. If you have suggestions for shoe storage solutions for lazy people with a smallish closet, I am all ears. Hats off to you people with the big, beautiful closets, with beautiful, clear storage boxes and all the room to store them all. But that is not what I am working with. Also, another problem is that I take my shoes off when I get into my house, as every single person should. So my laundry room off my garage usually has about like half the shoes that I'm wearing in current rotation, and the other half are in my bedroom. So I really technically have two piles that I'm dealing with. I have tried so many shoe racks and holders. They all seem really bulky without actually storing a lot of shoes. Am I wrong on this? I see these huge storage units that say they hold nine pairs of flats. Like, what is that going to do for me? I don't have room for 10 of those. I need easy, space-saving, and plentiful. That goes easy. That's number one, space-saving, plentiful. Those are my requirements. Over the holidays, I had a mini meltdown in my kitchen on cookie baking day because I couldn't find something and it was like, lost in a drawer and it, it was it was a scene. Anyway, I decided to hire my pal, Melissa Klug, who you might know. She's a Marie Kondo certified organizer. She's been on the show a couple of times. Anyway, I decided to hire her to come over and reorganize my kitchen. I haven't told her yet, but so if she's listening, call me. Anyway, I am going to enlist her for help with the shoes too. I'm sure that she has been in so many closets and has solved this problem. Um, so I'm just going to throw it out to a professional. But in the meantime, if you have a shoe solution that works for you and doesn't involve me putting my shoes away in a clear box every day, come share it on Instagram. Drop me a DM, email it, do whatever you got to do. Just share your solution. I am all ears. Bucket list item number three, speaking of shoes, I need to fill in some basics. I know that I have talked ad nauseum about my tricky feet and how I have to put custom insoles and orthotics into my shoes, and it makes finding cute shoes a real pain in the butt. So normally what I do is I go on Nordstrom or Zappos and I buy a bunch of stuff. I keep what works. I usually shoe shop when I'm inspired by a new season or a new capsule. And I always go for the fun stuff. So I end up with like a lot of really fun shoes. But lately I've, I've noticed that I'm missing a lot of basics. I have no black flats. I don't have a basic brown booty. I don't have neutral summer shoes. So once I get my shoes organized, I need to figure out what I need from a basics perspective and fill in some holes. I kind of feel out of control with my shoe collection. I don't really know what I have. I don't know what I need. And I know I have a lot, but sometimes I still don't have the right thing. Now, I imagine that this is how a lot of people feel about their wardrobes. And if that's you, I feel for you. You need the ultimate closet makeover because this isn't fun. And I have a feeling that I'm spending a lot more money than I would if I took a little bit more of an intentional approach. So there is a lesson in that, my friends. Learn from my, learn from my mistakes. 
Bucket list item number four, clean out my nail polish collection. I know this seems really, really random, but this is another area that I have so much and I don't even know what I've got. And I tend to either buy really fun colors or the exact same shade of neutralish pink. And when I say the exact same shade, I mean the exact same bottle. I think I found three of the exact same SE kind of pinkish shade. Also, I have so many bottles of the fun colors that my little girl, my girls wanted when they were little and they weren't good polishes. They're probably from like five below or something. And they're all just, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. Over the holidays, I was digging through my collection, trying to find a fun polish. And I found, I came across this really pretty dark, sparkly brown. And I had a distinct memory of buying this polish the fall that I was pregnant with my daughter, my older daughter who is 14. That means this polish is 15 years old. The crazy thing is I put a couple of drops of nail polish remover in it. I gave it a good shake. It went on like a dream and it lasted for almost two full weeks. So shout out to OPI because that's impressive. But again, just like my shoes, I want to have a wider variety of good quality basics with a few fun colors strategically put in there and good quality stuff, things that, that I know are there. When I replace my polishes, even though my OPI polish held up for 15 years, I'm going to replace it with all olive in June. This is not a commercial. They can sponsor me if they want. I'd love that. But I love, I love olive in June polish. The shape of the brush is, I don't know what it is about it, but it makes it so easy to get a salon looking polish job at home. And I love their color set. So I'm excited to get rid of the old 15-year-old polish, got to go and bring in some new stuff. Bucket list item number five. I am starting to discover a theme here because this one is to add some beyond basic but not statement pants to my wardrobe. It's funny. I was talking to our capsule creative director around the winter release time and I said, I need to get a pair of tan corduroys. She was shocked that I didn't own a pair already. And frankly, so was I. Like, how do I not have those? They're in so many capsules. They're really versatile. But again, I have basic basics. I have plenty of jeans and black pants. And then I have statement pieces like plaid pants, leopard, snake print, leather, you name it, but I have no tan cords. I feel like I do a lot better in this category in the spring and summer, but after my epic closet purge where I got rid of all of my skinnies and lots of other things, you can listen all about that in episode 147, link in the show notes. My fall winter pant collection is a story of extremes. And I know because I wear a lot of basic tops because of my body shape, my basic tops and sweaters would get an instant style boost from a few beyond basic bottoms, you know, for those days that you don't want to wear leopard or snakeskin or plaid. Although this one is number five on my list, I'm going to focus on this one first because like I said, there's a ton of winter left and I might as well spend it in cute pants. Also, Winter sales and clearance is starting to happen now, and this is a great time to fill in holes in your wardrobe. Another reason, by the way, you should grab the capsule guide. It's a great guide for helping you shop clearance and sale without going crazy. All right. Bucket list item number six, consign my clothes. Normally when I do a closet clean out, I just want this stuff out of my house as quickly as possible. So I'll take the bag somewhere and donate just to be done, just to get it out of my house. However, in the epic closet purge, I pulled out some high quality pieces that do have resale value. 
with the intent to take them to a consignment store. I still haven't done that, which is why it's on the bucket list today. Way, way back in the day, I tried to consign maternity clothes and they offered me $2 for brand new Gap maternity jeans like with tags on them. So after that, I was like, forget this. I'll just take the easy route and donate. I've also heard lots of stories from our style sisters about consigning things through ThreadUp and, and those kinds of services where they were given close to nothing. But there is a good consignment store close to my house, so I'm going to try it and see if it can change my perspective on the effort versus benefit equation. Item number seven on the bucket list is to shop more local boutiques and local stores. Now, this could sound like an ongoing, never-ending resolution, but in order to make it more concrete and more check-offable, I've made a list of a few boutiques in the Twin Cities area that I either love or I've wanted to visit, and I'm committing to visiting those shops this year. I'm not going to buy things just to say I crossed it off my list, so the goal is to shop at more local boutiques, not necessarily buy. I'm always in search of those unique, different, oh my gosh, I love it and I have to have it pieces. And for me, I usually find those in local, unique stores. So we're going to check some more out this year. Let's take a break from clothes for just a moment with bucket list item number eight, which is change my hair color. I'm struggling with this one a little bit. I put it on the list, but I'm struggling because I love my hair color. I really, I love my hair color. I think my stylist is amazing. I always feel so good when it's a fresh hair color, but I'm feeling like I need something different. The problem though is every time I go in and I say I want something different, I hate it. And I want to go back to my bright blonde in just a couple of weeks. But I do think it's important to change things up now and then just so you don't get stuck in a rut. And hair color, while not inexpensive or super easy to change. It's not permanent. So what the heck? For me, this one is easier than a drastic haircut because my hair is short and I don't have a lot to cut anyway. But hair color, it's a fun accessory. So this one will most likely wait until the fall because I always love, I love the idea of a good rich hair color in the fall. I just hate good rich hair colors on me apparently. But I have an appointment in two weeks. You never know what will happen, but I'm going to do it guys. I'm going to change my hair color this year. Bucket list item number nine is to redo my jewelry storage. I have downsized a ton of jewelry in the last couple of years, and the pieces that I'm wearing now are more, they're smaller, they're more minimal. So I don't need the huge statement necklace storage solutions that I had for years. And funny story, I thought I had this problem solved. I was at Target in early December and I found the perfect jewelry organizer. It was really pretty. It would have looked nice in my room. It was the right size. It didn't have a ton of earring storage. I can't wear earrings, so I don't like that space wasted. And it had open storage rather than like drawers and cubbies. Once I put a ring or a bracelet or a necklace in a drawer, it's over. It's gone forever. I will forget it's there. I have to see things. I know this about myself. Anyway, it was perfect. My family was bugging me for Christmas gift ideas, and I had my younger daughter with me. So I said, oh, I love that. That would make a great Christmas gift. Usually, she is my gift hookup. She will take a picture. She'll text it to my husband. There you have it. I get exactly what I want. I thought I was good to go. Every time I was at Target over the next month, I just saw this stock dwindling. They had a ton of them and then they had some of them and then they had a few of them. And I thought, should I just buy one? I was there on December 23rd. They had one left. And I thought, 
I should just buy it. I should buy it as a backup just in case. If it's under the tree, I could just return it. No one would ever be the wiser. But then I thought, nope, nope, Jennifer, don't be a Christmas present control freak. That is not the spirit of the season. So I, I, you know, I accessed my best inner self and did not buy it. Well, I wish I would not have accessed my best inner self because on December 26th, it was completely gone. No local stores had it. It wasn't online anymore. And I was organizerless. So moral of the story, if you really want something, just, just buy it. Oh, well, the hunt continues. Okay. Bucket list item number 10 is repaint my closet. When we moved into this house, our bedroom, bathroom, and closet were painted this grayish blue. There are probably people who find this color soothing and relaxing, but to me, it's just depressing and it makes me irrationally angry that somebody chose this color. I really, I have a visceral reaction to this, this blue. I hate it. When I redid the shelving in our closet, Andrew, my husband said, do you want to just take a couple of days and repaint the whole thing while the closet is already empty? And I was like, no, I am sick of everything I own being on garment racks and the hall. Let's just, let's just put the new system up. I have to get back to normal. But I think what he was trying to say is we should take a couple of days to paint because you hate this color so much and undoing everything to repaint is going to be a much bigger pain in the butt than just doing it now. So let's just do it so I don't have to listen to you complain about it. He's smart like that. He did not say that though. He he didn't, you know, I know he meant it now, but he did not say that. I thought I could live with the blue in the closet, but I just really, really hate it every time I open the door. So yes, I'm going to have to empty my closet yet again, partially take out the closet system and do it right once and for all. Another lesson to be learned there. I really believe in making your closet a space that makes you happy, whether you have a small reach-in closet or a big walk-in, nice shelving, matching hangers, and yes, paint that doesn't make you ragey go a long way. Bucket list item number 11 is something I've been struggling with for longer than I can remember, but in 2023, I'm going to solve it. And friends, that is, I'm going to find a lipstick I like. One, just one lipstick. I have never found one that I like, let alone love. They're either too pink or too salmon, too dark or too light, too warm or too cool. At the counter, when I go buy lipsticks a lot, I'll like it and I think, oh, this is perfect. Then the next day, it's like, what was I thinking? This is terrible. Why did I buy this? Who told me this looked nice? Our friend Janine, the color guru, has these amazing makeup cards that go with your color consultation in one of her packages. By the way, the link in, for those color consultations is in the show notes with a discount code. These cards, these little makeup cards, were fantastic for eyeshadows and blushes. Like they were so spot on. But I'm struggling to translate the lipstick colors to what's actually in stores. Again, I go to the counters, I show them the card, like this, I want this. And they pull a lipstick that looks nothing like it. And they say, well, if you close one eye and squint a little, it's close. No, Linda, it is not close. It's not close at all. So I literally just want one lipstick, just one good lipstick. Maybe if we're going wild, a lip gloss and a lip liner to go with it that I can wear every single day. I'm not trying to build like a collection of lip glosses or lipsticks, just one. Next, just one. My next solution is going to be trying custom lipstick companies. This should be a fun experiment for the year. There's one online that will remake your lipstick if you don't like the one that you create. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. And then there's a lip lab at the Mall of America where you can create one in person. I don't know if this is going to solve that I like it right now, but tomorrow it's going to be a terrible problem. But 
I figure since I'm starting with this color card, recreating it should theoretically be simple. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of hope, but I'm going to try anyway. Like this is my quest for the year, friends, this lipstick. Finally, number 12 is to buy a good handbag on either Poshmark or The Real Real or Mercari. I've wanted to invest in a handbag for a couple of years, but I never pull the trigger. And I think part of that is that I'm not a huge handbag person. I don't change out my bags often, maybe like twice a year, three times a year. So even though I think a nice bag does a whole lot for your look and I'd love to have something really nice, when it comes to dropping real money on a bag, there's always something that else that I'd rather have. Also, I'm really hard on bags, really hard on them. In the summer, I tend to stop and pull weeds from my front flower beds whenever I'm just like walking up the path to my house, regardless of what I'm doing or what I'm wearing. One day, I noticed that the nicest, most expensive bag that I own that I did buy on the real real was like casually tossed in the mulch without a care. People like me should not own bags that cost as much of, as a vacation. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to baby step it into the world of investment bags by going the resale route and we'll just see how I do. If I can be trusted with nice things, I will reevaluate in 2024. Okay, friends, there you have it. My 2023 style bucket list. 12 tasks, some big, some little, to help move my style forward over this next year. If you have style goals or resolutions or a bucket list for the year, I would love to hear all about them. Drop them in the Instagram post for this episode. You can find me there at Everyday Style with Jen. And don't forget to visit the show notes on our website for links to the episodes that I mentioned, the discount code for getting your color cards and your colors done. It's so amazing. You should absolutely do it. And of course, to get your copy of the Winter Capsule Wardrobe Guide. I will see you next time. Until then, stay stylish. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to head over to our website for any links, downloads, or resources we talked about during this show. Go to youreverydaystyle.com and click on podcast to find the episode you're looking for. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our weekly emails. We won't spam you, but you will get style tips and links to some of our favorite products to help make it even easier to love the way you look. You deserve that. 